It was quite the ride over the weekend, as uh, you may have heard the uh, trippin' song there for Kyle Filipowski at Duke and the entire Blue Devils team, in which there was a court storming at Wake Forest. And here's the deal. I'm not blaming anyone. There's no blame to go around. Court storming happens. And I'm trying to be as measured as I possibly can before we hear from ESPN analyst, former Virginia Tech, former Long Beach State, former USF coach Seth Greenberg on there has to be a plan in place for a court storming. Seth Greenberg saying something. Is he talking? The Wake Forest Admission dropped is. the ball. You have to have a plan in place. If you're playing this game and you, 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 you're expecting to win, you've got to hire extra security. You've got to have a plan in place to make sure these players get off the court safely, whether it's create a blockade <laughs> with your security so the students on both Sorry. ends can't get on the court. Stop. But you've got to have stop. something stop. in place. Stop. We stop. Played Duke. Just stop it. Just hit stop. Hit stop. If you think you're going to win, you need a plan in place. All right. All right, I'm 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 settling I'm settling in here right now, okay. Here's the deal. Don't blame Kyle Filipowski for pushing, shoving, whatever it is. Kyle, as your dad, and I'm old enough to be your dad, it's okay. I tell my kids when they're wrong, okay. I tell them when they are wrong. Kyle, it was not personal. It wasn't. It was a court storming. We all run onto the court to the center of the court. We jump up and down. We video it, we have a good time, we laugh about it, and whatnot. You got caught up in the middle of that. Now, if you had pulled out a metal shank, went WWE, and pulled brass knuckles out of your shorts and started punching people to get off the court, I wouldn't care. You have that right. You need to get off the court. You are protecting yourself. And for those of you who think that it's not right for Kyle Filipowski to stick out one of them giraffe legs or to throw an elbow at somebody rushing at him, you clearly have forgotten what it's like to line up at a big box store on Black Friday morning at O-Dark 30 for a television that costs $49. You are pushing and you are shoving, and you are going that way. Have you not been at Rope Drop at Disney World to go on to one of those popular rides? You are there an hour early, and guess what? The only thing that stops you is that little rope, and at court storming, it's the time. That is it. So do not go, Kyle Filipowski shouldn't have sticked out his leg or he pushed the guy. If he was swinging with a baseball bat, he deserves to get off that court. He gets to get off that court. There's no double standard here. It happens all across the country. But if I'm caught in the middle of that, you're damn right. If my kid's in the middle of that, you come running at me, I'm going to come running at you. I'm going to punch you. I'm going to trip you. I'm going to elbow you until I feel that I am safe. I do not care. I don't know what that guy's thinking or that guy thinking or that girl's thinking as they come running at me. Are they running to central court? Are they just going to jump up and down? Are they going to come at me? I don't know. But no one's surrounding me to help me, so I'm on my own. So damn straight. Trip, elbow, punch. That's it. Not your fault, Kyle. They rushed the floor. That's it. Wake Forest, you screwed up. You admit it. You move on. That's all you can do. Admit it and move on. The ACC commissioner issues a statement. Wake Forest issues a statement. Yeah, we're working with our partners here and here, and we don't want this to happen again, and we're going to look more ways to keep our student-athletes. Call the baby ugly. The ACC commissioner, Jim Phillips, issuing a statement. Wake Forest issuing a statement. Duke issuing a statement. That has about as much sway as a U.N. resolution. 
It means nothing. You could say, all right, we're going to ban court storming. You know how you stop court storming? Quit hiring 19-year-olds as security. I dated one in, in college. She was 19, wore the yellow jacket. She wasn't stopping anyone. She's like, I'm making $8 an hour. There's just no way. Paul Iander, Instagram, next up here on 99.9 The Fan. I was just going to say, when you think about this, from Kyle Filipowski's perspective, and I'm glad you brought up about how if something had happened with an altercation of a fan, for the people that are saying that he initiated something, think about this. Kyle Filipowski is a part of that essentially game-losing play where Tyrese Proctor, for whatever reason, instead of driving to the basket, decides to pass it off to the left side when Filipowski's not anticipating the pass. You really think Kyle Filipowski, who's probably steaming over that, is going to care about Graham Hill running on the court, who's probably going to be running up to him to give him the double birds. You think he's just going to let that go nonchalantly? Come on, people. Come on. I'm not saying Kyle Filipowski would ever intentionally start swinging somebody, but what I'm getting at is, as a student, and let's just call it what it is, when you've probably been drinking since 8 a.m. for this 2 o'clock basketball game, there's going to be blame on both sides. That's why when I had to be a part of the Rushing in the field when North Carolina beat Duke in football this past year. What was the one thing I did? I made sure to not be near any Duke football players who were leaving the field because in a heat-in-the-moment situation, if one player just loses his temper and just turns around and just swings at the first person he sees, you don't, want to be, you don't want to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Also, as a fan, when you rush to court and you invade the personal space of a player, there is a risk that I think you run – at doing that, I think you allow the playing field to become even between a spectator and an athlete on the court. That's just my opinion. That's your life in your own hands. I agree with you there, Graham. Uh, the more security thing, I think the one-size-fits-all that's been thrown out there a lot, oh, they have more security whatnot. Like, rivalries happen in all sports. Court stormings and field stormings happen in all sports. There are schools with uh, 4,000 people in attendance, not 16,000. They're still going to rush the court. They're still going to jump on the court. It's going to happen. And fines will not work. Not at the highest level, that's for sure. Like, $100,000 to an SEC school means nothing. That's, that's, that's like the second fine in the SEC for a court storm. It doesn't matter. Like, there's an alum somewhere who's got deep pockets who goes, dude, I was in a court storming 20 years ago. I'll, I'll pay the fine. We'll pay it. College basketball, college athletics is in a much different position right now. You know how you put teeth in a court storming? And I'm tired of this countdown clock crap. We're going to put up ropes. Maybe everyone will be super polite. No, I want to go enjoy that moment. I'm going to support that moment. So it's going to keep happening. You want, it, you want it to stop. You want court storming to stop? You don't go out and say, we are not court storming, or grab the microphone a la Greg Popovich style and say, hey, hey, calm down. We need to, we need to be respectful for our opponents. Nah, man, I've been booing them all night. I've been booing them all night. You want, you want teeth in a court storming and to take out court storming? Full prosecution. There's a thing on the back of your ticket. Do not enter the playing field. You could be fined or arrested. Get rid of the fine. Arrest. You know how that, you know how that looks so wonderful on a resume when they run that background check after they make you pee in the cup for the job? Yeah, sorry, dude. You were in a court storming. You, you were trespassing. That's how you do it. And it only takes one. You don't need to get them all. Guess what? I'm going to get the weakest one. What did they say, right? You know, you wake up in the desert, you wake up, you wake up in the savanna as a cheetah, you're on the run, you're on the you're on the prowl. You wake up as a as a as an antelope on the on the on the savanna, you wake up running. But guess what? The slowest one gets caught. 
That's how you get rid of the court storming. It's the only way. It's not going to happen unless you go full cage match. And I want to joke about it. I'm tired of joking about it. It's not going away. Field storming is not going away. You threaten arrest, you might have a better chance. That's the only way, in my opinion. I'm Graham Hill with three things you need to know right now from 99.9 The Fan. Number 10, North Carolina is right back in action tonight as they face Miami at 7 p.m. in Chapel Hill. You can watch that game on ESPN. Wolfpack Weekly with head coach Kevin Keats is tonight immediately following the drive with Tim Donnelly at 6 p.m. The Wolfpack were victorious over Boston College on Saturday by a final of 81-70. Speaking of Tim Donnelly, as always, you can listen to our local sports coverage beginning at noon with the Adam Gold Show followed by the drive from 3 to 6 p.m. to recap all the action over the weekend. Find these stories and much more on WRLSportsFan.com. Next up, we play in the sandbox. As we jump into the sandbox, some people tried to jump Cam Newton at an event in Atlanta over the weekend. This was at a youth football event staged by uh, one of his, uh, or at least it was a, one of Cam's youth sports organizations sponsored a team in this football tournament. It's a seven-on-seven kind of youth football camp slash competition. One of his teams won, under 15 teams won. But apparently during, the, during this uh, camp or meet and greet or something, three guys decided to throw hands with Cam Newton. Now, he didn't throw any punches. Like, you can rewatch the video, which I've seen a couple of times, that first of all, why someone was videoing this at this exact moment, at this exact time, already makes me scratch my head. But Cam Newton, who is 6'6", he's 6'6", like, and he had one of his hat trademark hats on, so even a little bit taller than that, so it's, it's hard for you not to notice Cam Newton. He's already a big dude as it is, is fending off three people. Like, he's stiff-arming one guy, and another guy's trying to get some licks in on him another, and there's another guy before. Police show up, to their credit, police and uh, some event security staff showed up and broke this thing out. But I'm like, why are you going after one of your own? Literally, like, it can't couldn't have been that bad, especially at a youth tournament where, and I've seen overzealous sports parents, but I don't think this was sports parents. This was like three guys that had some sort of beef with Cam and decided to go at him like three-on-one style. Which, first of all, made no sense. And then, in front of a bunch of kids, and thankfully there were no adults going, go get him, or get on him, or hey, go, or just, and all, but all the cameras came flying out. Again, fortunately, this got stopped before it went going on. But this just shows you, I'm like, what we're dealing with in youth sports right now, just the pressures that come with winning and losing, and this is at a camp, which doesn't count for anything. I'm like... This isn't going on – when they write the bio for some of these kids at whatever college they attend or whatever university they attend, this camp performance is not going there. It's just trying to help these kids, like, grow as individuals and grow as people. Some of them take it a little bit too seriously, clearly. But of all people, you go at Cam Newton, you know this is going to be public, you know this is going to come out, and you come out on the losing end, maybe you need to rethink your priorities. Maybe dump some of that energy – back into these kids that you were allegedly there to help and allegedly there to to coach. I think Cam handled himself well in that one. 
And a lot of people don't like Cam Newton, but, dude, he's he handled himself. You know who's trying to handle themselves? The Chicago Bulls, former running mates of Michael Jordan. They're going on tour in Australia. Luke Longley, Horace Grant, and Scottie Pippen are going on a no-bull tour through Australia to talk about Last Dance, where they're going to try to debunk some of the things that MJ said during uh, the documentary, because we were all shut in. Remember during the pandemic, we had nowhere to go, so we had to watch something, and we already binged watch everything else that was available, so Netflix rolled out Last Dance. So apparently they're selling a lot of tickets to this basically sit-down kind of thing, and you're going to hear a bunch of a bunch of stories being told. Now, nothing's come out of this tour. They're saying, oh, we're going to get all this juicy gossip and whatever. Like, nothing's happened yet. So I'm wondering if anything's going to kind of move forward. But, I mean, I'm talking about it, so they're doing something right. So you're essentially just watching the last dance take place live and in person, besides, like, the highlight films Apparently. that are included? Yeah. Uh, that's just what I'm getting away from it. They're going to do some speaking engagements. I mean, so they're going through Australia. So, I mean, like, why not, right? I'm like, I'm going to go tell old basketball stories in Australia yeah. on tour. People are going to pay me to do that. Dude, go get yours, man. Go get your bag. Well, it's pretty hip to go to Australia right now. I mean, Paul, you and I know that WWE was there this past weekend for their pay-per-view. That took place at 5 a.m. I watched it on delay. Eastern Standard Time. I love me some pro wrestling. You got me. You got me for sure. Shohei Otani's coming back on Tuesday. He's going he's gonna to debut. The guy literally had surgery back in September. And now he's now he's rolling. Like he's he's only gonna bat this year for the Dodgers. He's only gonna bat, but he's gonna make his Cactus League debut in Arizona on Tuesday, which everyone's kinda like, this is gonna be great. He's gonna start it because he's gonna DH. The best thing about baseball was when they went to DH, they made room for something like this. But he had right elbow surgery back in September, so he's gonna make his spring debut. The good news is for Dodger fans like me, I'm out there. I'm I'm out. I'm way out there. I'm big, huge. Like I've I've got my championship, so I'm I'm good. Um, how do Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman bat around him? Do they go one two three? Do they go two three four? Do they have Betts lead off and somebody in the middle of that? Do they hit Otani third? Do they hit him fourth? This is all wonderful stuff for baseball fans, especially for Dodgers fans. I'm just saying this might be a little self-serving for me. Personally, but I'm, a, I'm no, like, pat yourself I'm, on the back, Paul. You I, have a successful I, uh, sports team. I'm excited. I'm like, I posted last night on the X. I'm like, and here we go, Tawny. Get it? Okay. Yeah. Go. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you got it. You got it. Dave just, Roberts. Dave Roberts calls it like being around the Beatles. You're just all about the dad jokes this Dude, morning. I'm, I'm full. Well, it's the only thing that's keeping me from not punching this monitor in front of me today. After the Canes performance over the weekend, especially last night, and then. The people on Twitter that the, think Kyle Filipowski is supposed to get off the court in a quick, in a quick manner. Do you want him to fly? I I'm didn't like, know. Do you want him to crawl off the court? I didn't know that on top of going to school, practicing for the game, playing the game itself, that, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to know that as soon as a court storming happens, I'm supposed to run off the floor. Like, come on. Yeah, I, know. I, mean, I don't want to get you upset again, though. So, Dude. Oh, my goodness. Well, here's a, here's so. The Los Angeles Clippers this morning, like super early on the West Coast, but here on the East Coast, it's like perfect timing for this as it comes out. The Clippers are rebranding. They have brand new logos and everything as they're going to move into this uh, Inglewood Intuit Dome, the big new dome that the owner's building them. So what do you think of the Los Angeles? They were the San Diego Clippers, and now they're the Los Angeles Clippers. They just moved up. 
but their logo was just basically a C wrapped and encased in an LAC. Yeah. People don't understand what the Clippers was because the Clippers was originally, you know, a Clipper was a fast-moving sailboat, which San Diego, if you lived in the area at the time, and having spent some time there, too, in this time period, like, this was a thing. Where they're going back to their nautical roots. They're, keep, they're, they're going navy blue as opposed to the current blue that they're using, and they're using kind of a compass thing. And in the middle of it, they place the love boat. It looks like the love boat. For those of you who don't know the love boat, it's this TV show that I think showed up on Nick at Night at some points. It was on ABC back in the 70s and 80s. And it was all about, like, guest stars. Like, there was the crew, and then they would just drag all these guest stars on. Like, anybody who was anybody was showed up on the love boat and had, like, a little story arc or whatever it is. They basically put the love boat in the logo. In the middle. It looks like a cruise ship. A three-hour tour. That's Gilligan's Island. That's Gilligan's Island. No, the love boat promises something for everyone. That guy. Jack Jack Jones. That was the singer for Jack. Anyway, Clippers, go check it out online. I mean, I have to post it to my Insta or something like that. Yeah, they, they put the love boat inside a compass. That's essentially what they did. 